we're going to have a conversation about organ donation, specifically when it comes to assisted death. Assisted death now raising some really interesting ethical questions about organ donation. So if someone is seeking medical assistance in dying, should they be able to direct that an organ donated after their death goes to someone of their choosing? Or should that organ go to whoever needs it the most? Some big questions here as we try to wrap our head around this one. Let's get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of philosophy at Queen's University and Ontario's research chair in bioethics, Dr. Udo Schuklank. Dr. Schuklank, thanks so much for joining the show. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. How's the weather in Alberta? It's well, it's beautiful right now, actually, and we're we're set to have a gorgeous weekend, but nothing like the heat wave that you're dealing with in Ontario right now. <laughs> Sorry uh, about it's that. Pretty hectic here, yeah. You're right. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about about organ donation as it stands right now before we get to some of these these big ethical and philosophical questions about what's right when it comes to organ donation. So as a, if a Canadian is seeking MAID or medical assistance in dying, what currently happens to their organs? Do they have say on where anything goes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this has always been possible. Um, between uh, 2016, if I get this right, between 2016 and 2022, there were um, 155 made patients who we know donated organs as part of as part of organ donation drives. Basically, so this, so this has always happened. Um, what has changed is legislation has changed. Um, basically, for the first couple of years, we had. Um, assisted dying legislation that was unconstitutional and too restrictive. Mm -hmm. So basically, people who were close to death um, would have been affected by this policy and would have been eligible. Um, And for that reason, of course, the number of people who in the remaining time that they had would have been able to make decisions about donation was, of course, very limited anyway. But now we're in a situation that people who are not imminently dying will also be certain people who are not imminently dying will also become eligible for mate. And that suddenly, of course, opens the prospect of more people with more time um, might want to consider donating their organs in order to preserve other people's lives. And then the next question as well of those who want to do this, who agree to this, should they be able to direct it to, say, a family member or a friend or somebody who pays me something versus whoever is on top of the priority list in the province, like in Alberta, for instance, it would be your organ and tissue donation registry that basically creates a priority list of people for me is most urgent. What if I this? could just make one, if I could, yeah. would you mind if I make one, one point that is really important that people understand the importance of this priority list? Um, at the moment in Canada, about 40% of people who are on this priority list die before they get a life-preserving organ. Mm-hmm. So this is not a luxury. Um, giving it to a family member who might be able to wait another year or two, um, might, they might be able to do this, but at a cost of the person who is imminently dying and is much higher on the priority list. Okay. That's why this matters, this discussion. I'm so glad that you clarified that because that was going to be my question is, do we have a, a shortage right now of available organs for people that need them uh, across the board? And it sounds like we absolutely do. So w- why then is this even a conversation that's come up? Um, various reasons. Um, one, believe it or not, I'm actually in favor of allowing people to direct their organs to family members uh, or friends for whom it's not as urgent. And the main reason for that is 
but we also know, sadly, <laughs> that people are not always completely rational when they do these sorts of things. Mm. So we might end up with somebody saying, yeah, if I can give it to my family member, yes. If I can't give it to my family member, I'll keep it. Um, so and if they kept it, then the result is that the family member wouldn't get it. and Everybody on the waiting list is no, no better off and right. no worse off for it. So, so, in other, so the discussion then really is about the question of whether it's more important to us to accept that sometimes somebody gets it um, for whom the donation is not as urgent, but as a result of that, we get a shorter overall waiting list, and that's a good thing, right? So, so that, is, that is the discussion, really. It's, it's interesting because it's kind of trying to balance accommodating a patient's dying wish with Basically. what is a medical priority for, for someone else. So what are the conversations about what the decision should be here? Well, um, the Canadian Medical Association Journal has published what you might want to describe as an, an expert guidance document. Uh, it was commissioned by the Canadian Blood Services, and the Canadian Blood Services, of course, is nationally responsible for activities related to organ donation and transplantation. And these experts basically said that, A, we should give people permission to um, direct who they want their organs to go to. At the same time, they say, and I think this is a complete contradiction, frankly, um, these people need to understand if somebody is higher in the priority list, these people must get the organ first. And the reality is, of course, the people that you want to give it to are highly unlikely to be on top of that list. So this is where this all becomes really a point of conversation because what they're really saying is um, whoever is the highest priority should get it regardless of what your what your wishes are. Right. Well, that feels like... I mean, it feels like a, a pretty decent mandate that everyone could yes. could easily follow, right? Can we look to other places in the world, other countries that 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 operate in a way that's similar to these discussions for some guidance? Oh no, I mean, the um, most countries, um, rightly so, have basically have basically decided that we need a priority list, and like always in the healthcare system, you try to preserve as many lives as you can possibly can. For that reason, the priority list, you need to find out for whom is an organ right now most urgent of all those who could benefit from one um, because they are closest to death. As I've mentioned early on, about 40% of people on this priority list don't even make it to, to, um, to an organ donation, right? They die prior to that. So, so this is why in most um, jurisdictions, it's the same policy, basically, and the policy is um, priority is determined by urgency of need. Um, as I said, the, the flip side is that if we do this, we might discourage a number of people who, for reasons of selfishness or emotional attachment to family members, might decide, you know what, then you get nothing from me. Mm. And as a result of that, the people that are on top of that list still don't have an organ that could preserve their lives. But the family members of those people who are also on the organ donation list, who also need an organ, also won't get one. So we end up simply with a longer list than we needed to. That that really is the the, the ethical question here, what we should do. And as I said, the, the experts think we should just be very clear that um, urgency of need matters more than 
your desires to have family members or friends or whatever. Are there examples of situations where someone has said, okay, if it's not going to go to the person who's most urgently in need and it's going to, and I can't have it go to my family member, then I'm going to just retain the organ. I'm not going to donate it at all. Are there are there numbers or is there data to suggest that that does happen? Look, we have examples of that. Um, I should be careful. I forgot the name. Was it Melnick? But um, the um, this this famous guy who owned a, a soccer club somewhere in Canada, and soccer fans were willing to donate organs, but only to him because they wanted to keep him around. Mm. So, so yes, sadly, examples of this kind. Um, I do not know whether these experts address this topic of theoretical interest or because they knew of such cases, because many of them are also involved in the provision of MAID, um, like James Downer, for instance, one of the senior authors, um, 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 a doctor at the uh, University of Ottawa, a professor there at the University of Ottawa uh, University Hospital. So, um, so they probably had these experiences and thought, yeah, we have to figure out how we regulate that. So what are, can you clarify then, what are the parameters then in, in another medical situation? We're talking about right now this taking place when it comes to those seeking medical assistance and dying, but there are Canadians that have fatal illnesses that could be you know, knowing for some time that their, that their end may be arriving shortly. And are, are these questions then ones that come up in other medical instances where someone knows that they're going to die and they, they want to make the choice to donate their organs? Do those so, organs so just go directly to a priority list, or can they then choose? Do they have agency over where their organ can go? No, no, no. The policy, the policy would be exactly the same, right? Um, made patients are treated now differently. Um, the reason why we have these specific guidelines is just that there are other concerns that people have about permitting uh, people who might be potentially or are really eligible, or eventually will really be eligible for mate, um, um, the right to direct the donation to family members. And this is to do with there might potentially be undue influence, like family members pressuring them to please accept mates so that they can uh, get access to organs and, and help a family member, those sorts of things. And this is why they decided to put uh, a guidance document there. But they are treated no differently to any other um, patient who might be dying and who might not avail themselves of mate. Mm. Dr. Shukling, thank you so much for providing some, some insight on this conversation. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. You take course. care. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Okay, that's Dr. Udo Schuklink, Professor of Philosophy at Queen's University uh, and Ontario's Research Chair in Bioethics.